On this episode, On this episode of Japan, Japan 2.0, 2.0, these guys were lifting. They went down and they'd pick up two of these boxes, and I was like, oh my god, these guys、two? are、yeah. monsters. Mystical world of game and wonder, arcade sensors like no other. Nostalgia, yeah, yeah. Every moment, everything is me. When I jump all on it, damn. Walking through these halls, my childhood is written on these walls. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0, your favorite podcast about all things Japan from the minute daily life.、Uh, today we'll be talking about moving in Japan, which is probably our third time. I think we've done a Uh, episode on this,、uh, so we're not going to do the second time. I'm pretty sure it's the second maybe? time. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe second. I think、time. this is part of our 2.0 series. Okay, but this will be a, a 2.0. So our, our second take, more advanced take. I think it was maybe just recently, which is why I feel we've covered it about a year ago. We did one、uh, when I I moved a year and a half ago. I guess it would have been、um, from a ap- apartment to a Japanese house, and talked about that. And、uh, Matt is moving for your second time. Would you call this? I, I guess my second time, but to be Techn- honest, technically second, technically, but first big move. It's the first big move. You know, it's the first、yeah. time we had actual items that we needed to move, and、um, we couldn't throw everything just into a suitcase. So yeah, yeah this was the this was the real move. So why did why did you move? Ah,、uh, well, you know it's. A few reasons. One, it's closer to both my wife and my work. You know, so both of our works. You know, we both work in different places, and、uh, we were kind of living in southern Osaka in a place called Sumiyoshi, and Sumiyoshi is pretty far from Umeda and like the the major hubs and the major train lines. So we decided to move a little closer to to work, and we, you know. Had been in the same apartment for a number of years, and we felt like it was a good time to change, get a little more room, and so the、yeah. ap- apartment we live in now is a little bit bigger. One of the biggest differences in our lives since we lived here is I don't have a commute; I walk or bike to work、uh, ever since I lived here, and now it seems like you'll be doing that too. So, commuting is. Such a big thing here. I think yeah, every city is different, but somewhere between an hour and hour and a half is like the average commute time for Japanese、yeah. people.、Um, and I was doing which, that for like six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that in that, that sense, it was like kind of the very authentic Japanese experience, you know. Where I don't think most Japanese people are like us who walk to work. And yeah, I think there's a lot to kind of play into that. I, you can kind of reflect on society, like,、uh, well. Public transportation is great here, so you you can't afford to live that far away from your work. You know, you don't have to have a car, and you can take a train.、Um, but I do wonder why more people don't live closer to their work. I don't I don't know.、Um, you know, to me, it's one very of the、important. things. One of the things I noticed when I was moving was a lot of the Japanese people that I was they were helping us with the move or.、Um, You know, some of my friends from work and stuff. They were telling me that they've just never moved. They've lived at their parents' homes for so long that they just have never 
had to go anywhere. They never had to to be the ones, you know, to have to do it. So my foreign foreign coworkers, they were like, oh yeah, well my family took care of that. You know, my Japanese mm. family took care of it. I didn't have to do anything. So, um, well. I will say, for I, I could kind of count myself on that. Well, we're very transient. You know, we've moved around the world many times, but like, I've never. That kind of moving is pretty different, right? Than like hiring a moving company, going to a real estate agent. You know what I mean? Like, I, for me, I would say here is kind of the first time I've done the real full adult, going to a real estate agent, finding a place, hiring a moving company. Have you done that before? Because previously oh, I just never. did it on my own. No, I just did no. it on my own. I'd move in my own car. I didn't go through real estate agencies. I'd go on Craigslist or something and find a place. Maybe it's our age as well. It was like when we were living in the U.S. You know, in our 20s. But, or maybe it's a time period. But for me, this is definitely the, the first kind of big move would be living in Japan. And it sounds like you too. Yeah, it's the same. Um, you know, when I lived in the States, uh, really the moves that I did were for college. So it was like a box full of, you know, a trunk full of stuff, basically. You know, it wasn't like I had a lot of stuff to ha- that I had to move. Yeah. It could all fit into a van, right? And then when I moved to Korea, they did everything for us. You know, Gepik, the Gepik program, uh, which is the Korean like jet equivalent to JET, um, they did everything. They got the apartment. They took care of all the, the leases and the renting and all that stuff. So, yeah, I didn't have to bother with any of that. Yeah, so I don't know how uniquely Japanese that is. You know, the people you've spoken to don't have experience, you know. I think maybe it's something in your, you know, a lot of people in their 30s, you know, or 40s, they do maybe in their first first second time. But, yeah, for me, the hiring a moving truck, moving company definitely felt like i was an adult uh <laughs> it, it felt so because i'll tell you what man moving it depends on how far you're moving but just moving in your own car <laughs> if you don't have a truck it's just a trip you know it's 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 tough you got stuff hanging out your car and you're driving and looking and your door can't close all the way and i mean there's always like a hassle so um yeah i it's a lot of this stuff we haven't actually talked about so i'm really curious but like I think I mentioned before, there's different levels of the service of moving uh, companies that you can get here. Not only the company, but like within the company, there's different services where they'll pack stuff up for you. You pack your own stuff up. Like, yeah. How, how did all the moving go? Were you impressed with it or what'd you think? Yeah. So we hired a moving company that, and uh, they came out to do a quote. And mm-hmm. so they had a guy come to our house and luckily uh, someone at the moving company spoke English. So oh, wow. the company we went with was a company called Best Moving. And Were uh, they the best? They were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so you changed the name to Pretty Good Moving. I call them Pretty Good Moving. <laughs> pretty Good uh, Moving. Yeah. yeah, but they were they were pretty friendly and uh, they did it. They were efficient. You know, they came in and they got all our stuff and moved it quickly. Um, it was a, a, I mean, there was a, a bit of a struggle at first because, you know, there is the language difference and we had a lot of questions that we tried asking and they couldn't get answered because I've heard that there are services where you put like stickers on the different, or they give you different color boxes and then they can move yeah. them into the particular rooms. Yeah. That's and, what I had. Yeah. We, had we, tape. we couldn't get to the bottom of that, you know, okay. to save our lives. So, um, we just ended up going with like the middle range. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one was that 
you have to get your own boxes and you have to um, pack everything. And then when they get to the house, they just put everything into one room. Basically, they just put that it the in. Cheap, the cheap option there. That's the cheapest option, yeah. Yep. And then the mid-range option was um, they'll put they'll ask you where to put things, and then they'll attach some things. So they'll hook up your washing machine. They'll hook up your mm-hmm. uh, air conditioner. And they provided boxes or no? And they provided boxes. So they gave okay. us about 20, 20 large-sized boxes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, how, how much was it? Yeah, it was about thirteen hundred. Okay. So yeah, not too bad. Um, thirteen hundred yeah. U.S. dollars in equivalent. Right. Yeah. How fa- how far was that move? Which for just people listening? Yeah, it was pretty far. Um, like an hour. Yeah, I would say about an hour from where we live. So, mm. um, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I mean, the price seemed. I mean, of course, it seems a little steep, but I think to move all your stuff, that's about what it goes for you know i mean we looked into a couple other moving companies and they all seem to be around the same price i think that's pretty solid we had we had i think that same option the only difference was yeah we could put certain tape on the boxes to designate certain rooms but besides that it sounds like it was the same and uh for us it was yeah a seven minute move it was like i don't remember seven hundred dollars i want to say around seven hundred um, it was definitely more than 500 and definitely cheaper than a thousand. And that was a company that my school uses all the time. So you kind of get a discount and they were moving another family from our school within the day. So we kind of set it up like a two for one deal, you know? Wow. So that was even pulling some strings and it was $700. <laughs> so I think a thousand three hundred, you know, just kind of cold call or normal is, sounds like you didn't get ripped off, you know? Yeah. Some of the other services they provided where they got rid of some of this stuff for us. Oh, yeah. It did cost like a thousand yen per item. So, um, right. but for a did, couple of did you, things, did you have a ton just, of garbage or not really? Not you had re- a ton of garbage. No, 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 not really. Um, yeah. Mostly, it was just a table, a couple of chairs, and a couple of like clothes hangers, like some clothes racks. Before we got like mm. big IKEA closets, which um, I should get into the IKEA part. I don't know if they told you this when you moved, but um, they told us that if you have IKEA furniture that uh, they won't disassemble any of it. So if it's larger than something that has to be taken, like if they can't get it out of the room, you have to take it apart yourself. They specify like if it's Ikea only? Ikea only. And uh, they said, because we can't get it back together. If we take it apart, (laughs) we can't get it back together sometimes. So so amazing. uh, Because they have the, you know, like the... um, they have the particular tools and stuff that come with IKEA right. furniture, and they're they're the proprietary tools. I wouldn't even say those tools are that proprietary. <laughs> I think it's more just speaks to the quality of the. Uh, it's what's that wood called? It's not even real wood. What is it? It's a like uh, a, there's, there's a name for it, compressed wood. But there's some special like particle board, right? Yeah, particle I guess board. particle board. Yeah, I think when you unscrew that stuff, it just literally like falls apart. Yeah. Well, we took That's... apart our couch because we had to take that apart. <laughs> we didn't have a choice, yeah. and uh, we got it back together, so it was okay. But yeah, um, that couch is the couch is all right. When they told us that, we were like, "Oh my god!" Because all we have is IKEA furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess it's pretty common. You know, I talked with some coworkers about it that have moved, mm. and they said, "Oh, yeah, they told us the same thing." So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah, like they should warn you at IKEA 
before you buy they anything. Should. That's what they should do. I've, yeah, I've never heard that. Well, this is the Japan 2.0 warning right here. Make it official. <laughs> um, for us, I don't think they had to take anything up part that i can remember oh they took our our couch apart actually which is ikea same couch as you mm-hmm. they, they took that apart and they didn't say anything but i have a the same chest uh drawers that you guys have in that back room and for us in our move they did get scratched that they didn't take it apart mm-hmm. and there was a scratch on it and i had bought it like just two months or so before we moved um obviously didn't know i was gonna move um and i was a little bummed about that because it had a pretty sizable scratch on it and it was pretty new did you have anything that you noticed was damaged or scratched or anything in the move? No, to be honest, they they tried their best to fix things if they oh, could. Yeah, like yeah. you know, even the um, washing machine, they hooked it up right away. Uh, they asked us to do a. They wanted to do a few more things, like move around the the furniture to positions mm-hmm. where we'd want it. But we were kind of unsure of where we wanted to put things, so we just told them to put them in corners and stuff like that. But um, uh, we're particular, you know. We wanted. To, arrange our house the way we wanted sure. it you know yeah but um oh. yeah no everything came came here in one piece and actually the guys were they're kind of funny you know they're they're young the actual mm-hmm. movers so they're kind of i wouldn't say they were unprofessional but they did get a kick out of like razzing us a bit what did they teach you guys about yeah i guess they were they were just laughing a lot and <laughs> You know, because okay. it kind of seemed like um, they would do the thing that like school kids do where when you bump into like a group of like high school students at the park, they start just talking. They see you and then they just start talking and like with a few phrases, English phrases that, you know, uh, to yeah. kind of like get a rise out of you or something or just to get your attention. And mm-hmm. um, these guys were doing we're doing that. There was this one young guy, and he he was really professional and kind of the the main guy that was using the English, and then the the other guy was kind of like a um, like a kunio kun type. He kind of pompadour hairstyle, and he had like mm. a, you know he's kind of like a, a bully bully look to him, I guess. And he would right. razz that guy every time he used his English. And uh, so they were they were having a good old time. And then there was this old guy, and he was definitely like the pack mule that the the Kunya Kun uh, greaser guy was telling him to do everything. He was like, uh-huh. "Oji san, go do this. Oji san, go do that." Uh-huh. <laughs> that poor guy, man, it was sweating uh-huh. so. You bad. Usually, don't see that uh, <laughs> lack of respect for age here. No, no, no. There definitely was yeah. something going on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Now, did they have any unusual, I don't know how familiar, because again, I never, I did a lot of moving myself or I've even actually, uh, my friend worked for a moving company and occasionally they needed an extra person and they'd have me come and work and I'd you know, get 50 bucks or something like that. So I, I know a little bit about moving. Did they use any techniques in the moving that you've never seen before? Because there's two techniques I remember that were pretty unique that I hadn't seen before. Uh, no, I, you know, I was just amazed no. that they were there. The only thing that I noticed was they were really picking up heavy boxes because I have sure. records and you have records. So you probably, sure. you probably know that like, if you fill a box full of records, it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. 
and the, yeah. the guys were so heavy you have to, I, I was riding heavy in the boxes because i was worried they're <laughs> gonna fall through the bottom of the box yeah so I, I was splitting it up like i was doing records on the side and in the middle i would pack like other things in just so okay. it wouldn't be so heavy for them and but these guys were lifting they went down and they'd pick up two of these boxes and i was like oh my god these guys two? are yeah. monsters <laughs> they didn't look yeah. that big but uh mm. they they were we're doing it and they were just we had stairs at the old apartment at the new apartment there's an elevator so mm-hmm. but they were taking everything down the stairs i didn't see it. it when we uh in korea when you move they have like this elevator like this it's kind of yeah, like a forklift like a manual, or yeah yeah kind of kind of vehicle and it and it sends this elevator up to your window of your apartment that, your new apartment yeah, i think it's crazy you go like 20 stories high. Oh, those crazy. things are crazy, yeah. And uh, But we didn't have – they didn't have anything like that. I've never seen those here. No. Um, they must do right, it so in Tokyo me, or something. They have to. Maybe, yeah. What do you do if you live in – what do you do if you live in, like, the 30th floor of, you know, some huge high-rise, you know? Well, I think most high-rises – that have elevators probably big it's, elevators it's, it's, too, it's more right? of the four-story buildings here that are kind of old and don't have elevators but mm-hmm. all right so the two methods that they use that are very unique uh one is very common um i see it not even on moving day but it's just i order new furniture and they bring it to the house or something uh which is like putting down a towel on the floor because a lot of floors here mm. are wooden or like a, a fake wood at least and uh yeah so they put down a towel on the floor and you think it would just be there to maybe protect it from their feet or something but actually they use that towel in the moving process uh so like i got like a cupboard delivered recently and they once they got through the genkan the the you know shoe entryway they put this towel down they put the cupboard standing up just like it was going to go in the hallway but then they just slide it with the towel oh no Uh, so this they just pull the towel on the bottom and it slides really easily when they got two people one in the front one in the back oh that's a great idea Uh, they just, they just pull it and it goes in and it doesn't damage the floor. It's a really thick, yeah, it's not literally a towel. It's like a, it looks like a towel or blanket, but I'm sure it's some special thing. Um, that one's really cool. And then they were doing that a lot. But the really wild one was uh, we have two floors. So it's like a two floor house. We have a California king, which in Japan, uh, so like you just got a queen bed. Is it one solid bed or is it two beds like pushed together? Oh, it's one solid. Yeah. Okay. It's Ikea. So we can never yeah, move okay. with it again. <laughs> right. So that's very unique. And I would imagine Ikea is, as far as I know, it's really the only Western, you know, furniture store yeah. out here. Uh, any any Japanese companies, uh, they only make like a single, yeah. super single. And then they smash them together to make a bigger bed. Yeah. And there's like a constant seam always. And they even have like this special thing you put on top. top to make the seam less, uh, <laughs> I was wondering intrusive. about that. Yeah. So I, yeah, uh, we have a California King from some Thai company. Uh, we just bought off other foreigners. So yeah, we bought a used bed, which is scandalous for some people, <laughs> but, um, that thing, you know, just Japanese houses are not made to, to fit it anywhere. And they use the pulley system. So they like, it looks so homemade. Uh, but yeah, it, it had a pulley system, a manual pulley system. And for us, there's maybe three movers and two of them are girls, uh, young, younger girls mm-hmm. in their maybe late twenties, twenties. And, um, yeah, my, my wife, uh, actually 
they looked like they needed a hand and she jumped in to to give some extra weight to pull it wow um because yeah when you move you, you have to like be there mm-hmm. which sounds like oh yeah of course but i don't know when you have everything in your boxes and stuff it's kind of like you know you don't really need me here like i got can you just pick up the boxes and drop them off here's the keys everything's so safe here for me there's a part of me that was kind of hoping like i don't i don't really want to be there for it you know it's kind of awkward um so my wife took off and i i stayed at work um and she told me a lot about the process you know you're, you're just kind of sitting around especially at the new place oh yeah she said and but there's no furniture so she's like there's nowhere for me to sit and there's nothing really to do yet at least in the first hour you know and she's like i'm kind of just like standing there awkwardly in a corner you don't have internet yet or anything <laughs> and she's like i'm just like sitting there with nothing to do no this was the move yeah i totally relate this is the same experience that i had because I, I mean, she felt I, so guilty. She like wanted to help, you know. Yeah, I stayed at the old place, so they were taking mm-hmm. everything out, and I was just trying to like throw the last couple of items inside boxes and you know tape them up. And they yeah. were like, "Nah, we got it." And they were just throwing, right. tossing things in boxes and taping them up. And they, yeah, they had more boxes, so they gave us twenty boxes, but they brought a whole bunch as well because I think they realized that like people are gonna probably have a little more than they can mm. fit in that stuff so yeah they they come prepared you know yeah and they yeah do a pretty it, good it job feels nice it. to have have some movie right i can't go back now <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah i will say one more thing i, I will okay. say the the actual process like i mean that, that was moving itself was the easy process it was all the other stuff you know the real estate so, company and, and so this is what i was yeah, gonna ask man, you that paperwork stuff was and a pain that. in the butt yeah, so like what was like, I mean, you don't have to go into it too long, but yeah. what's kind of the, the short version of that process? I mean, I remember listening to our old podcast where um, you were explaining how uh, um, how real estate companies are kind of like the shadiest people that you've met. And they're uh, used car salesmen in Japan. Yeah, they're like used car yeah. salesmen. Yeah, yeah. I totally got you that agree? vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. F- especially from our the branch that we went through. Uh, we went through mm-hmm. a company called Mini Mini, and mm-hmm. you know I'm not going to knock them too hard because I mean they did get us a, a place to live, but um, at the same time, like they were kind of real brief, and we didn't get co- a communication with them for a long time. And uh, when we found the apartment we were kind of interested in, it actually was all messed up. Like they hadn't finished like putting in the floors, doing the walls, or anything like that. So we kind of took a risk. Like the place saying, you're at right now. Yeah, yeah. We took a, so all that stuff's brand new. The like the floor and the walls. Oh man, when we first came in, there was like stuff everywhere, and the lady kind of looked around like, "Oh, they're not, never going to choose this place." And oh. uh, but when we saw the layout, we were like, "Oh, this is exactly what we want." You know, our couch mm. could go here. You know, we knew knew where we wanted to put things. Um. So, uh, yeah, when we said we wanted the place, there it was the longest process, and until the very end and then it all went like so quick you know they mm. they hadn't contacted us they said that they would contact the real estate person and i had to go th- there was this go between that spoke some english mm. and i would have to write this guy and i'd say oh listen can you ask them like you know are we going to be able to move into this apartment does a person accept foreigners you know, because uh, previously when we went in, we bring a list of like 20 places we'd want to see and they'd whittle it down yeah. to like five or six. And I know this isn't mm-hmm. a uh, uh, 
I, I know for foreigners, like it's common because there's some places that they just won't rent to foreigners, you know? So they, yeah. they told us a few times, they were like, oh yeah, you can't go see that place. This place, you know, they won't rent to you. They had a bad experience with some foreigners and they won't rent, you know? And we yeah. were, so it was such a, a pain and there were so few, <laughs> few places that we could, um, consider renting and finally right. I, I think the thing you, you told me I, like to sum up like how extreme that is is like you told me this place you want to look at like had a bridge in the house had a bridge and right. i i like so much wanted to see some oh, pictures man. or hear about it like i was excited because I, I don't know how a, a apartment can have a bridge inside and um you were like yeah we showed up that day you were told by the real estate like you sent the places you're expecting to go there and like that day when you're walking around or driving around, they just said, no, like, no, we're not going there. No. They took you to like other, other random places, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they took us That's to places crazy to that me. weren't even the places we asked for, but I mean, they, yeah. w- they wouldn't have had anything to show us, you know? Hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. We sent them a whole bunch of other locations and they found this place that we were interested in. And, okay. um, yeah, fortunately we did get it, but, um, there was another part of the process that I wasn't expecting. It was very strange and it was the interview process and, mm-hmm. uh, the interview process, you would think you would meet the landlord and you'd say, Oh, nice to meet you. You know, and all that stuff. Right. But, yeah. um, but what happened was they said, no, you have to do it online and you have to download this program this proprietary like house program, which is still, like this is still on of, my computer. Because of Corona, maybe, maybe. But yeah. what it, what it was was basically it was this company that was uh, they they're hired to tell you like all the the like rules and laws, like you know the rules of the building, the laws of the ward off, you know the ward that you live in and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I had to get a translator, you know, so I had to ask somebody from my school to help me with translation, and it was such a a pain and it was like an hour you know i had like an hour break and it it lasted like that whole hour you know just this guy going through the contract and uh the the poor woman that was helping me she she was translating you know and it was at this point all you like no pretty much no like you had the apartment or was it like early on so that's the other thing we had no idea you know like up until i think that interview like it went probably a month before we actually moved into the apartment before we actually knew that we could could move here because mm-hmm. they they kept, just kept saying oh yeah it's in the process or oh we'll talk to the guy and then we wouldn't hear, hear back from them and so by the time like they they finally had us sign everything and do everything we had like three weeks to get a moving company to get everything packed you know, to get yeah, you have to tell your together. current place that yeah. you're you're leaving and you don't know if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You have to pay extra we, and stuff, right? We went right up to the day. Like I it was like a day before when I, we were everything was totally for sure that I could contact mm-hmm. my um my current place. Yeah, the, the place the previous place I was living at. So yeah, no, it was it was a total nightmare. And then on top yeah. of that you have to go to contact the ward office, the gas, the electricity, the internet, you know, <laughs> the whole the whole nine. So um I, I will say this is I plan on staying here for a while because I don't want to go through that process hassle. again. Yeah. Well, I mean you going through that made me realize that I get a very edited version, which I, I didn't quite realize, you know. I knew our school helped us a bit, but 
Yeah, there's no interviews for us. Uh, I've never been told no because of foreigners or anything. I think uh, our school just put a Japanese face there, and it's signed under our school's name. You know, mm. I think like a big, you know, a big companies is signing, and like uh, they they trust they trust the big company has uh, been there for a hundred years. So that must be nice. Um, I will say that my uh, people from my work did come through. One of them decided to be our emergency contact and stuff. Usually, you have to go uh, get a guarantor. We went through a guarantor oh, company. Yeah, you did use one. Yeah, yeah, we had to. So that was another fun process where they can't. Yeah, how how much is the guarantor? Like a thousand dollars? Ah, it's like a hundred dollars every every other year or something. Okay. Yeah. So somewhere around there, but um. But they call and they, they interview you as well. And they ask all these questions, like personal questions. Like how long have yeah, you been were in like Japan? Some of the, and, what were some of the – did you get any weird questions? Yeah, I don't – they were just kind of funny. Like um, how long have you been in Japan? You know, uh, where is your wife from? You know, if I ask her these questions, is she going to tell me the same thing? And, you know, stuff like that. Because I think they're worried about like, you know, visa problems. Okay, I think, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming that it seemed like visa kind of questions, you know, they, they mm. double check your, your birthday and, and things like that. It's like a vetting process. Yeah. I think um, before the guarantors, you know, want a guarantor for you, a guarantor is like a person who vouches for you. Right. And most Japanese people have like a, a mom or dad that will vouch yeah, for family, you, family right? member, like a family yeah. member. But if you're a foreigner, you do, you don't have anybody to vouch for you. And it's kind yeah. of an awkward question to ask, like, your your friend. You have to be really good yeah. friends with somebody to ask to, for them to be the guarantor. So mm-hmm. um, luckily, more guarantor companies are coming up. Uh, the guarantor company we, we went through was called GTN. So anybody mm-hmm. out there looking for a guarantor, you know, contact GTN. I, they did a pretty good job. They asked some silly questions. <laughs> we paid them, and then we yeah. got our apartment. So it worked out. Nice, man. Well, happy for you. Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. In Japan. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good uh, having a your own place, and it's good working close. I don't have the commute anymore, so that's that's really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and. We haven't mentioned it, but the second half of our show is about the uh, city of Nara. <laughs> we should break Which, it up, uh, man. We should make two two episodes. We could. Do you want to? Yeah, maybe we end this one okay. here and then. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Sounds good. Uh, all right. We'll cut that part out. And, uh, <laughs> or we well, won't. Hope, and you'll get to hear this, or, <laughs> the outtake right. part. I hope you uh, enjoyed uh, Matt's take on moving and. Uh, probably won't cover moving again even if we do move i think we've really covered the ins and outs of it all unless i want to buy a house next time that's my next move oh yeah things go my way yeah to own some property out here maybe i talked about that how buying a house is you know different from renting or something but uh yeah besides that we will this is it the uh definitive (laughs) moving in japan episode uh (laughs) Please uh, like our social media. Mm-hmm. We uh, mainly post on Instagram these days. Yeah, but uh, it's been yeah, a, we get people. It's been a little spotty, but if you contact us on Twitter or Facebook, we'll we'll eventually get back to you. We will. We will. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you want to promote? 
Yeah, Japan, the I... Japan 2.0 podcast and GTN. That's right. Sponsored by GTN, the guarantor company of your dreams. That's right. Uh, we'll get to the song of the show. Uh, this is a recent one I found. Um, how did I find it? I don't even know. Maybe uh, it was the algorithm maybe recommended it to me. No, no, no. It's much more uh, humble than that. I was in a Reddit. I'm in a Reddit community called Japanese Hip Hop. If you're into Japanese hip hop, check it out. Uh, they don't always have the most deep cuts. Sometimes it's a little poppy, and you get like one or two posts a week. But there's not much out there. Some people so. have featured us on there a couple of times, right? Is that the I think one? one yeah. I think one time we were in the comments yeah. uh, for one of our mixtapes or something like that. That was yeah. a surprise. Um, but anyway, someone put this up. I like the aesthetic of the music video, so I, I took the bait and I clicked on it. It's by a girl called Rechi, R-E-I-C-H-I, Rechi. And um, the song is Noki Nami. And some, some are, she's really young, I think. I think. I get the feeling she's like 20 years old. And I think she came out when she's in high school. Because a lot of her songs were about like school and student life and stuff, from from what I can gather, uh, and this seems to be like the era after that. So now she's like a you know an adult and uh, a very young adult, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's definitely not like talking about school and stuff anymore. And uh, she's definitely pretty mature. We have featured a lot of female pop rappers, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this girl's got. As you know, people would say these days, bars. She can actually rhyme, and she's got more grit to her, um, and Sing, definitely sings as well. No, oh, okay. just a straight, straight, straight hip hop. Okay, yeah, she's a real, real rapper, and um, yeah, I don't know much about the backstory, what kind of label she's on. You know, she could just be on a pop label, trying to come off as a real rapper or something. But she's got me fooled, and um, she's got a little more mainstream sound generally. But uh, I would say like, you know 25% of the songs are good uh, good for me. Uh, this one's one of my more favorite ones. It's a, a little more of like a digital sound to it or a uh, kind of uh, shoegazy, a slight, very, very slight shoegazy vibe to it. So a little more in the artistic direction. But anyway, check out her catalog. Uh, you don't see a lot of like really strong kind of female rappers, you know, mm. kind of like a reminds me a bit of a, I'm trying to think of a female rapper. MC Frog. From Osaka. MC Frog, she's, exactly. She's a good example of a, a tougher rapper. Yeah, that kind of style. A very young yeah, version yeah. of that. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, check this one out. Uh, Nokunami. No, no and if you like it, uh, check out some more Rechi. See ya. Can't wait to hear it. Peace. Koto I'm ready. Life